0: earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello
1: and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance.
2: What do you want to radiate? Hello, and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate shared death with Liz Peterson, who is the author of Mom Died Last Night, My Shared Death Experience, a memoir of death, grief, and afterlife communication. Hi, Liz. Thank you. Thank you,
3: Christy. Thanks for having me
2: absolutely yeah the title of your book caught my eye because i interviewed raymond moody you said you interviewed him as well and he talks about the shared death experience which i had never heard of before and you actually had a shared death experience can you tell us about that
3: i did i shared a death experience with my mother who passed away february of 2022 now it's been over a year and a half since her passing and Even though I had seen a decline in her health, I was very much in denial, you know, that the end was near, especially when I got the phone call from my sister in February that she was in the hospital. And I thought after the phone call, as I talk about in my book, that I was picking her up for a bladder infection. And I went in and I grabbed her. They quickly ushered me out of the ER because they were full and busy. And on the way home, I realized that my mother was not herself, she was not able to communicate or finish a sentence in my book. I share how she shared with me that she told the doctor how she felt like she was dying over the last couple days. And it actually took her three times to finish that sentence. After the second time she said it, I had her start from the end of the first part that she was able to complete. And by the time I struggled getting her into the house and calling my sister, we decided to call the ambulance and get her back to the hospital. And it was that evening that she ended up being intubated because her lungs were taking on fluid. And when I went back to her bedside that next morning, she was intubated. She was out of it. I was able to sense that her energy was low. I had communication from my grandmother and my great grandmother. And this is that shared death experience where they were telling me that we have her. So from the other side, they're telling me psychically, we have her, you know, I'm in denial at this point. I'm like, okay, do you guys have her? Like, you're going to save her? (laughs) Like I'm doing Reiki energy on my mom and sitting with her knowing full well that as a Reiki master, that when we do energy work or Reiki on our loved ones, that we could be helping them, giving them the energy that they need, that extra boost to be able to go over to the other side to die in the death process. So I'm like, you know, is mom going to make it? Or are you saying we've got her like she's on the other side and she's a piece. And it was, we have her on the other side. She's a piece. We got her.
2: That's fantastic. And then of course she did make her transition. And now have you heard from your mom since she made her transition?
3: Yes, I started hearing from her right away. She impressed impressed her energy upon my half-sister, who lives out of the country, to contact me. I had been in shock sitting in my car, you know, after leaving the hospital at the wee hours of the morning and not knowing, you know, what to do, whether I go to her house and stay or stay in a hotel, since I live on an island and the ferries weren't functioning at that time. And my sister never text me in the middle of the night because it's an eight hour time difference. And she just knows. Usually I hear from her when I wake up in the morning and she called just at the perfect time. I was sitting there in my car. I really do feel like my mother had a hand in putting that thought in her head to reach out and text me. And I ended up having an hour conversation with my sister in the car in the hospital parking lot. After that, I'm driving down the road and I'm getting mental images of my mother, and not At 85 years old, I'm getting pictures of her with her long dark hair. She's a little bit younger, presenting herself when at a time where she really appreciated her age and how she looked and felt. I'm pulling up to the stop sign as I'm getting closer to the ferry dock for the ferry and I start seeing a mental picture of glass blown ornaments and it was several months prior that she saw them on Facebook and said you know these are so neat I would love it if you girls would take my ashes and do something fun like this you know Mm -hmm. create ornaments for yourselves and I did create one I have a hummingbird which is her favorite bird and speaking of hummingbirds that very next day I'm sitting on my couch and I'm grieving and The sun is shining in the door. I'd only been in my house for two weeks. I had just moved a couple of weeks prior. No hummingbird feeders up. And her favorite bird, the hummingbird, you know, shows up on the sun-drenched door. There's a shadow of a hummingbird. It catches my eye. I look up. I can't believe it. And 100% knew that this was my mother's sign. She was sending me a sign, letting me know that she's okay. And this, again, was another conversation we had since she knew I had these gifts And I talked to her, I'm like, when you die, when you pass on and you're in spirit, try to communicate with me, try to send me messages. I'll know it's you. And when I saw that hummingbird, I definitely knew it was my mom.
2: We just know, don't we? Yes. Crazy. So you wrote this book. Why did you feel like it was necessary to do that?
3: After my mom passed away that next day, when I was sitting there on the couch, I felt compelled to write I've always kept journals of every workshop I've ever done, taken notes and that sort of thing. And I have written down my dreams and... Noted little like psychic awarenesses and premonitions and those sorts of things, but this time was different. I really felt like I was being impressed upon, like compelled to write and not just write down my feelings, like write down every single thing that happened. So that's exactly what I did after the day of like hearing it over and over and over again. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna write down everything. So I just grabbed. My computer, I grabbed a notebook and I just started writing down everything that I experienced from the time my sister called until I was sitting there. And then beyond that acute stage of grief, I just wrote down everything that I was experiencing, every message that I got from my mother, every dream I had. I just wrote it all down. And here we are.
2: And here we are. Yeah. So did that help you process your grief?
3: It really did. It helped me remember what happened. It helped me walk through everything. It helped me process my grief. It helped me process the experience in the hospital because it was traumatic for me to go through that experience. And I did end up with this little bit of PTSD afterwards where I was constantly going over and over and over again what happened in the hospital, going through all the should have and could have and would have's of the experience. And having that, having that notebook and those computer notes to go over and reread really helped me during my grief process. I kind of stepped away from it for about three months because I was really kind of in a resistance around rereading everything as a whole. But when I did about three months later, it really helped me continue to process that grief after because grief doesn't stop after our loved one passes away. We just kind of learn how to live with it. As I like to say, walk with it hand in hand, you know, at the experience that at the moment that I'm at, whether that be last year or right now, just to have that. But yes, it very much did help me process my grief and continues to help me process my grief to this day.
2: Yeah. In fact, that After-death communication, I think, is so helpful in processing grief. Now, you're a medium too, aren't you?
3: Yes, my mediumship ability started coming back on about five or six years ago. Yes.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I'm a medium as well. So how do you feel that this afterlife communication helps with the grief process or in any other way?
3: I think afterlife communication really eases our grief. It gives meaning to the experience. It helps us maintain that connection that we also miss when they were in physical form. It gives us a connection point to be able to still have that relationship. I talk about it going from the physical relationship to that spiritual relationship, and it really has helped me maintain it. It's helped me process my grief. It's helped ease my grief, and it's given my mother's death meaning.
2: Yeah. I know that the people that I work with for after life communications, they just want to know that their loved ones are still around and that can help in so many ways. Want to know that they're okay. They made it.
3: Yes. It was a blessing to see that hummingbird the next day and just gave me a sense that that was mom's message to let me know that she had crossed over easily and that everything was okay and those messages really do like it calms our heart it calms our fears around the death process it lets us know that our loved ones are okay on the other side and that's what they want to tell us over and over again i hear i'm okay i love you i'm still with you i'm supporting you from the other side and it really eases that transition, as you were saying, over to the other side.
2: Yeah, it really eases that because we just want to know that they're all right, that they're still with us. Yes. How does that communication beyond the veil work? How do they communicate with us?
3: Oh, many, many different ways. So I have received visions, as I was saying, my mother kind of put that image of the glass blown ornaments in my mind. So you'll receive mental images and visions from your loved ones. You'll get nature visits. I love these. <laughs> dragonflies land on me and butterflies almost hit me on the nose and the hummingbirds all the time I've seen cardinals and it's when we see those and then we think mom or dad or sister or brother that's when we know it's from them like when we see that feather and we had just been thinking about our deceased loved one you know that is the sign that They are saying hello from the other side. It's songs. I received so many like little snippets of song lyrics as I was waking up from sleep from my mother. And that transition phase between sleep and awake, that hypnagogic state where we're in that theta state where they can really speak to us. That's, I feel, where those like song lyrics get implanted, right? So I'm waking up with, I'm your biggest fan or other lyrics like that that I talk about in my book. I've had dream visitations. Mom shows up in my dream. At first, it was mixed with a little bit of not only my life experience, but her life experience. And then it transitioned into a few where she was just sitting there. She was just sitting in the dream and I'm dreaming and I noticed, oh, mom is sitting there on the couch. How interesting I'm saying to myself in the dream. (laughs) And then there's noises and ways that they communicate with us. I have a story about my son and I having a conversation with the bedside lamp that started flickering and turning on and off. And, you know, we're asking her questions and it's responding to our questions. And then my printer will cycle. I was just doing grief yoga the other day and he was walking through, putting our hands on our hearts and saying our loved one's name and my printer cycled right at that moment. And I knew it was mom saying, hey, I'm right here with you as you're doing this grief yoga practice and always with you. It's just those little things that come in, sights and smells and noises and all the wonderful ways that they want to communicate with us.
2: Oh, yeah, that's special. And the signs are all around us if we just open ourselves up and notice that. And I had to react. You probably saw me react when you mentioned feathers, because that is the sign from my dad. And I find them all the time in the craziest places when we just kind of know our signs. And of course, there is the feather showed up again just in our conversation. Yes.
3: So, hi, Dad. <laughs> mom and mom's always with me when i'm doing these i love it i've seen butterflies and hummingbirds fly by the window it's really fun and feathers show up when spirit is near too because sore spirit angels guides they want us to know that they're with us too after you know i was going through a divorce in 2018 and i had this i found feathers everywhere so whenever i go through adversity i'm really sad experiencing grief i find feathers one crazy situation i was making a smoothie for myself in the kitchen, the boys were watching TV and I turn around to grab the oat milk out of the refrigerator and turn back around. There's a white feather on my Vitamix right behind me. I'm like, you, you can't. can't make this up out of nowhere.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. In meditation at my church, I was leading meditation the other night and there was no feather on the podium. I got up to put my shoes on, feather was on the podium. You can't make this up. Yeah. Amazing. And- Dolores Cannon, her photo is on the shelf of, above my head and her sign is a cardinal. We all know this. And there's, yeah, there. are only when I have a QHHT client, a cardinal will show up. It's amazing. It's amazing. I know you can't make this stuff up.
3: No. And once you step into it, once you have the awareness, you get to see just how magical life is. If you open up to it and you're always paying attention, the signs are always there.
2: So walk us through that. What is your way to open up? How do you describe that opening up to a different way of communicating?
0: Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive.
2: I don't want to take too much of your time, but I would like to ask you a few simple favors. First of all, please rate, review, and share this podcast wherever you're listening. You know, it sounds like a simple little thing and it is, but it has a huge impact for us because it helps other people find us in the podcasting algorithms. I don't know how it works, but I do know that it helps a lot. Next, if you would subscribe or follow wherever you're listening, whether that's YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you're listening, just hit subscribe or follow and that helps you and it helps us. It helps you because then you receive notifications when we have a new episode that's out. It helps us because again, algorithm, magic, I don't know what happens, but it helps. And then finally, you can support our podcast in a tangible way by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast, and then click on support the show. Now we have a new feature too, We are now on Patreon. You can find us on Patreon. You can also find the link to Patreon when you go to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast. So on Patreon for $3 a month or $5 a month, you can support your metaphysical and spiritual growth. You can learn about upcoming guests and you can get early and ad-free versions of the shows. So please support us. This podcast is free for you to listen but we have costs. And quite frankly, they come out of my pocket. So if you like this content, if you get a lot out of it, please see what you can do to give back. Thank you so much.
3: I've been going through an opening up process, I would say my entire life going from, oh, I'm just normal. And then I have something fantastic happen. And I go, oh, there's the magic in life that I love. So really embracing that I would say it was an acceptance and an embracing that life is more than just this normal, natural, physical experience, that it goes way beyond that and just being open to it, being open to the magic, as I like to say, because I love the magic in life. I love coincidences and synchronicities. And once you start paying attention and really allowing yourself to look and see, hey, I was just thinking of this person and then I found a feather or I'm experiencing something difficult and I just found a penny. You know, That's not a coincidence. That is spirit trying to communicate with us. So if we just allow ourselves to be curious and let our little children out to just be amused by all of the wealth of the butterflies and hummingbirds and things, pennies and feathers that come into our lives, they're just these right moments. Then it allows us to open up further to experiencing them constantly on a daily basis, then we start realizing, okay, it's not just this physical, there is spirit communicating with us on the other side. It is a co-creation in our lives. If we just allow ourselves to accept that and go into a state of flow with source and creation on the other side, we'll realize we're not doing this alone at all. You know, our life is unfolding and we're following breadcrumbs and we're getting little God winks everywhere all the time. And our life just starts to evolve and step into that magical co-creation, I like to say.
2: Yeah, that is beautiful. So for those who say that they are about as sensitive as a stump, that they don't feel like they're open to this
3: type of communication, what would you tell them? I would tell them to get curious and to ask. I have a fun story I like to share about my mom and I, when my second child, who is 24 now, was only one. And we're driving down the road to a garden nursery and I was telling her about angels and how angels are all around us and we can communicate with angels. And we pull up and I go, all we have to do is ask for a sign. So we said out loud, angels, give us a sign that you're around us today. We go into the nursery and I'm holding my son and he has white blonde hair. And a woman walks out of nowhere (laughs) up to us and goes, look at this child and his angel hair. And there it was right there. You know, mom and I look at us and we smile and we say, thank you. And I'm like, there it is. We asked for a sign and the angels made sure we knew they were here by having someone come up to us and say, angel, it's just that easy. All we have to do is ask and they will give us a sign.
2: And then we have to be open. Like sometimes we get hung up on, it has to be a physical thing. So I need to see an angel. I need to see a picture of an angel. It needs to be a figurine. But no, it can be just someone saying, hello, angel.
3: Yes. Yeah. Bumper stickers, billboards, license plate numbers, all of it. The 444-111-1234, the angel numbers.
2: Lyrics in a song. Yes. Billboard. Mm -hmm. Anything is game. Yes.
3: Anything that happens when then you think of it. Or think of your loved one, that's from them.
2: It, it is. Yes. Just be prepared that it might not be what you expect or the way that you expect.
3: I was at a workshop one time and we were all settling in, and I was upstairs putting my bag down and I got a whiff of cigarette smoke. And this was a non smoking facility. I looked out the window, there's nobody smoking outside. I go downstairs and I'm like, it was so interesting. I was just putting my stuff away in the upstairs room and I smelled cigarette smoke. And one of the participants raises her hand and goes, that's my dad. Whenever he's around, I smell cigarette smoke. So dad was making an appearance and saying hi and through me, let her know that he was around.
2: Oh, that's a beautiful story. I love that. Yeah, a friend of mine who was also on the podcast one time to talk about her experience with grief, her sister had died very unexpectedly. And she said, come on, you got to send me a sign. Send me a bluebird. Well, here in Kansas, we really don't have many bluebirds. But a friend of hers had sent her a CD of her favorite singer, Howard Jones. And it was a concert CD. And he was covering a David Bowie song. And then in the lyric, which she had not heard yet, didn't know he ever sang that song, like a bluebird, I am free. And there was, right? Because you just never, you got to be prepared because you just never know what's going to be the message that comes through. Yeah. Now I want to talk about all of the other wonderful things that you do. My God, you've got, you're a Reiki master. You're an intuitive energy healer. You're a spiritual coach, an Oracle reader, and you've got a podcast podcast. After my own heart, I love podcasts. Talk a bit about your podcast.
3: Me too. I love my podcast. I am in my fourth year right now. I started uh, right at lockdown, March, 2020. I went from having the local radio show to doing my podcast. It was the perfect time to start. I had started my radio show here on Vashon Island. So people would get to know me in a new way. They didn't know that I was a healer. I would have people coming up to me all the time and saying, Oh, I didn't know you did that. So I'm like, "Hmm, how can I, you know, let people know what I do and source plugged in, do a radio show. So that's what I did. And then it turned into my podcast, Raise the Vibe with Liz. You can still listen to my old episodes online. It's called Raise the Vibe and it's on Voice of Vashon. And it's the same structure. I interviewed all the healers and psychics and mediums here on Vashon Island. And now that I have the podcast and I can be global. I interview all the healers and psychic and mediums and way showers and personal development coaches around the world. And I've had a really fantastic time doing it. I really had loved when I was going through my own personal development, listening to like little video casts and stuff like that before podcasts were really popular. So watch them online. And now I get to do it myself. And I've interviewed many, many great people, Neil Donald Walsh, Raymond Moody, like yourself, many people. I love it. It's it's really thrilling, and I feel blessed to be able to help share their voices in the world, help getting that healing out one guest at a time.
2: Exactly. I just love this job because you get to talk to amazing people and learn so much. I always joke that this podcast is by me for me.
3: <laughs> I love that.
2: I want to talk to you. And when you have a podcast, they'll talk to you. Yes. Be on your show, too. Yes. Super excited about that.
3: Yes. I'm excited to have you too. I'm looking forward to our conversation and learning more about you for sure.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, how can people get in touch with you?
3: People can find me. My website is raisethevibewithliz.com and they'll find my book there, all of my media conversations, my podcast, and how to work with me all in one spot, raise the vibe with Liz.com.
2: Oh, that is fantastic. And where can they get
3: the book? Amazon and it's called Mom Died Last Night, My Shared Death Experience. It's a memoir of death, grief, and afterlife communication. I published this not just for people who had lost their loved ones, but to get to see what my experience was. So when you are experiencing losing a loved one, maybe you'll learn from me and my experience.
2: Yeah, I love that. Liz, this has been so much fun. What a pleasure to talk with you today. I've really, really enjoyed it. Now, before we go, is there anything that We have not talked about that you think is important for my audience to know.
3: Christy, thank you so much for having me on this show. It's been such a pleasure and thank you to your listeners for listening. I just want to say that if you're not experiencing your loved one on the other side and you would like to open up that communication for yourself, just ask and be open to whatever signs come your way. They'll make it with their own little signature. Yeah,
2: agreed. All right. Well, until next time, thank you so much, Liz. Thank you, too.
1: Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com.
0: Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die,